can tell you, I was just walking and worshiping to that this week. And we need to understand how to just get into the presence of God. And the thing is that with God, it's, it's not about all the stuff. It's about the heart. Can I tell you that you can encounter God wherever you are? As long as you're having the disposition of heart to encounter him. And Father, we thank you this morning for visiting us. We thank you. for healing wounds that we came into this building with. Father, some of us perhaps came in not even realizing that we were wounded. But you're doing the work. And Lord, I'm sorry for sometimes us getting in your way. Even as leaders and as pastors and Sometimes we get in the way of your presence. We ask you, Lord, that you help us be sensitive to your voice. And Father, that we may purpose it in our heart to seek you and pursue you with all that we have. In Jesus' name. Jesus name before I get into the message I want to share a word that the Lord gave me this morning uh, you can go ahead and put up the pulpit that's fine um, my daily Bible reading this morning I, I felt the Lord share a word for me um, the Lord showed me specifically a few people I need to share it with but he also just put it in my heart to deposit it into whoever was here at church today or watching online um, I was in my daily Bible reading in the book of Exodus, and um, Exodus chapter 23, um, verses 29 and 30. Wow, that got bright quick. Um, Exodus 23, verses um, 29 and 30. Again, this has nothing to do with what we're message for today, but this was a, I feel it was a prophetic word for some of those that were going to be in the building today. So Exodus 23 is when God is talking to Moses up on the mountain. He's telling him all the things that are going to be taking place. And he gets to verse um, 29. I'm actually going to start in 28. It says, I will send hornets before you, which shall drive out the Hivite, the Canaanite, the Hittite from before you. And then he said, I will not drive them out from before you in one year, lest the land become desolate and the beasts of the field become too numerous for you, little by little I will drive them out from before you until you have increased and you inherit the land. And um, I'm going to read for you word for word what God put in my heart, and, uh, and then I'll expand a little bit upon it. God takes his time in driving out the people from the land 
so that you can overtake it and keep it. Sometimes we want things done fast and right now only to lose it because we weren't ready for it. Do your part, grow, multiply, and advance as you do. It will then be a lasting possession. And I feel in my spirit that there are some of us that are taking territory, and it could be in family, it could be in work, it could be in different things, and you're wrestling with God, asking why it's taking so darn long. And God says, if I take them all out right now, it'll crush you. Notice God didn't tell them, if I take them all out right now, the people are going to come back and overtake you. No, the beasts of the field who need to be there are going to multiply and devour you. So it's not about your enemy or your opposition. It's about being ready to take possession forever of what God is giving. But you got to be able to wait for God to drive them out as you do your part to walk into it and then keep it. And I know that word is for some of you, and so I had to share it. Um, because if I'm disobedient to sharing what God says, then he won't talk to me about other stuff. You know that's how it works, right? Don't use it, you lose it. No, God will send somebody else, but God had sent you. And if God sent you, obey. Amen. Father, I pray for that word, whoever it was for, that it may resonate, take root, and bring a harvest. And Father, I even thank you for we will hear testimonies, perhaps a year or even two from now, of the word that somebody received in their heart deposited today from that book in Exodus. We thank you, Father, for it will take root, grow, flourish, and multiply in Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, can you give God a hand of praise this morning? Um, if you're here for the first time, welcome. We love you and we honor you, but church is for God, so we take our time. All right? Um, and uh, sometimes we, we, we feel like we got to just go through motions and get through stuff, but church is not for us. Church is for God. We're here to honor him. And uh, if you're here for the first time, and, and even if you've heard this a gazillion times, you're going to hear it again, we exist as a church for one reason, and it's to get people to a place where they acknowledge, trust, and lean on God daily. Acknowledge, trust, and lean on God daily. Church, I need to tell you, this isn't a once-in-a-while thing. It's an everyday thing. And we stay connected to the Lord on a daily basis so that we can grow. And then we can get to the places where God wants us to go. Amen? Last week, we ended up a series that was titled Happy. It was about the Beatitudes. I encourage you to go hear it. If you missed any of them, it'll bless your life. But today, I wanted to um, spend some time digging into one of our core values as a church. And, and anybody who has been a part of our church for a little while know that we harp hardcore on the importance of spending time with God individually, not corporately, individually. 
We do a, daily, a Bible reading plan year after year. And, and the, 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 the way that I wrote it this morning, and it's probably going to pop up on the screen if it's not there already, but we are, are part of our, devo- of our values is devotions. And the way I say it is this, keep your tank full. Keep your tank full. Anybody here know how tanks, uh, 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 the, the empty full gauge on a gas tank works? Anybody here knows how that works? Okay. So I'm going to educate some of you a little bit on it. Um, I didn't know this. I'm not into mechanics, so I didn't know this. But studying for a series a couple years ago, I, I learned that there is this little floater inside the gas tank. Now, you got to remember, a gas tank is like completely sealed to be able to maintain all you know, these vapors and all this stuff. And there's this little floater in there that actually gets very hot. And the fact that it gets hot, it is kept cool by the actual gas that is around the floater inside the tank. Now, as your con- engine consumes fuel, the, 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 the liquid or the gas begins to go down. The floater begins to send a signal to your gauge that says your gas is going down, right? It's, it's not an exact measurement. So even when your car tells you 422 miles to empty, like, it's a guess, okay? Now, here's what happens. The lifespan of that device is directly correlated to how often you let your tank go to empty. Because when your tank drops about below a quarter tank, it will always leave a piece of the floater exposed. And what happens is that the continual exposing of it and letting it get very hot will then mess it up where your E-full gauge stops working altogether because you chronically were running on empty. I remember being a youth leader many, many moons ago and going to a youth retreat in Orlando with our youth pastor and a group of leaders. And uh, we filled up the van with gas and left to Orlando. We made it to Orlando, we were there for a few days, and then we started driving back down to Miami without putting gas. So I remember us all telling the youth pastors, like, hey, Pastor Mike, Mike Rivera, awesome guy. And I was like, hey, Pastor Mike, you haven't put gas. And he kept saying, no, no, we got a quarter tank. It's like, all right, cool. You know, if we keep driving. And he's like, no, 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 we got a quarter tank. We got a quarter tank. We got a quarter tank. Until the point, by the way, you're going to wet your, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> she was leaning up on the, on, the, on the water fountain. It was shooting water. I was like, you're going to get wet. Um, sorry. And so we keep driving and driving, and all of a sudden, you know what happened, right? It starts sputtering. And the joke with Pastor Mike forever was, E doesn't mean extra 10 miles. See, that's how we live our life. And many of us are living that way spiritually. We're running on empty, and then we're wondering why we're having such a difficult time navigating the difficulties of life. Because I need you to understand that having a full tank doesn't mean that there's not going to be an accident on the freeway, right? So we're wondering why we're having such difficulty, and it's because we're chronically running on empty. And we've got to live a life of devotions where we constantly leave or keep our tank full. And, 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 and if you're taking notes, I want you to write down this thought this morning. Spending time with God keeps our tank full. Now, we are full of excuses. I mean, I should have asked you to give me one of the little things the kids did in Sunday school last week. Last, last week in Sunday school, they did a little plate thing that had the, it was called the excuse meter 
And it was like, I can't go to church today. And then you flipped it around, and it was like, because the squirrel, and you flipped it around, and it was like, ate my pancakes, right? It was like the weirdest things that you randomized it. We come up with all the excuses why we can't spend time with God. Oh, I don't have time. I can't do this. But we do that not just with God. We do that with everything. Oh, I don't have time to take my wife out on a date. I don't have time to spend one-on-one with my children. I don't have time to do this. I don't have time to do that. But isn't it interesting that we always make time when there's a crisis? We don't have time to spend time with our wife, and then there's a debacle in the marriage, and we have time to go to counseling three times a week, magically. We don't have time to take care of our health and cook healthy meals, because who has time for that? I mean, microwave it or order it from La Carreta, but like, who has time for cooking a healthy meal until the doctor tells you your arteries are clogged, right? Y'all, y'all like my suede jacket? Isn't it sweet? Can I tell you something? My wife picks my clothes for me on Sundays. I, I, I'm always like, honey, what do you want me to wear today? Thank God. Thank God. I, absolutely, 100%. Thank God. I, 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 that's, I don't waste ba- bandwidth on how do I dress. If you see me throughout the week, I'm always wearing jeans and a 3W polo or something. Just keep it simple, bro. Keep it simple. This jacket is older than a bunch of you. I got this jacket when I was in high school. You remember, Dad, you bought it for me. I got this jacket in high school. Let me show you. Watch. Look at this. I'm not even sucking it in. It still closes and everything, right? <laughs> now, let me tell you something. Two years ago, it didn't close. As a matter of fact, one of the reasons it still looks so good is because I wasn't able to wear it for about a decade. <laughs> I'm being honest, right? I'm, it just is what you got. I'm going to be honest with you. So I didn't have time. I don't have time to do this. I don't have time to do that. I don't like exercising, so I, you know, I don't have time to go to the gym. I don't, you know, whatever. I still don't go to the gym because I don't, I, don't I don't make time for that one. I'll go on walks, but that's because I connect with God while I walk and pray. But February 14th of 2020, right before the pandemic, I went to visit my doctor. See, I was having all these uh, issues of, of feeling pain. I, I mentioned a few weeks ago, like two or three weeks before I went to visit the doctor, for the first time ever in my life, I laid down on the floor of the office in between services. I, I thought my head was going to explode. I ended up in the hospital that evening trying to find out my blood pressure was ridiculous. It was anything. So the, I went to go see the doctor, right? And the doctor had been telling me for a long time, you, you, you got to change some things. And then my doctor is very heavy set. So I would look at him and be like, you're one to talk, right? Like, you know, like, you know, you, you, you're the pot calling, call, calling the kettle black, right? Come on. Doc, you know, you're telling me to get fit. Come on, how about you lead by example, right? That was me with my doc. I got a good relationship. But February 14, 2020, I went after doing my blood work, and he said, did you do your blood work while you were fasting? Yes, I did. I was like, well, your sugar's high. Your blood pressure was high. Your cholesterol's high. You got a lot of highs. And I remember sitting in his office and having a moment of saying, if I don't make time to fix this, I will not walk my daughters down the aisle. And I won't be able to blame anybody. Because we're good at blaming the devil for stuff that he had nothing to do with. Let that one sink in for a second. My go-to example for that, 5 a.m. prayer service, this lady that asked me for prayer. Pastor, pray for me. The devil's got it out against me. I said, what happened? She said, three times this week, I've gotten pulled over and given speeding tickets. And I said, sweetheart, it ain't the devil. It's your lead foot. (laughs) It's nothing to do with the devil. So I had to 
change my eating habits. As a matter of fact, I, I remember we went into lockdown and my wife and I, because we then did it together, we each were losing weight and people were getting fat during pandemic and we were getting skinny. I never forget, we, 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 record, we recorded Easter service and I wore my guayabera and Ralph sent me a text message. I can look it up and show it to you and said, Pastor, it looks like you're going to fly away in that shirt. Because I had lost 40 pounds, right? And, and, and so I had, to, I, had to, I, had to, I had to get to a point where if I didn't prioritize it and I wasn't intentional in my eating habits, I was going to have nobody to blame but, my, but myself. And so we need to understand if we're taking it to the prioritizing of keeping our tank full, if you don't prioritizing tank, putting gas in the tank, you will run out of gas. And devotions is the way we do that. Now, I love definitions, the teacher in me. I looked up the word definitions in the dictionary. I looked it up, and it says that devotions is love, loyalty, or enthusiasm for a person, activity, or cause. Let me say it one more time. It's love, loyalty, or enthusiasm for a person, activity, or cause. If you look it up on Google, it actually also says, like as a subsidiary of the definition, time spent with God, a religious activity of prayer. Now, let's look at it with God, and then I'm going to ask the question, do we love God? Are we loyal to God? Are we enthusiastic about God? Are we enthusiastic about having time with Him? And our devotions are time spent with God. For me, it's three things that I do every single day, and it's prayer, time in worship, and time in the Word. Daily. Continually. I read you a word. The Lord gave me a word this morning. This is this year's daily Bible reading notebook. This is where I write down every day. This goes with me. I carry this with me everywhere I go. Because if I had a moment to read something, if I felt something from God, I write it in there. And I write the date. I write down the verse. I write down whatever. This is my personal thing. This isn't my preaching notebook. This isn't what I do when I'm studying. This is what I do in my personal devotional time with God. I go on my worship walks. I go on my, um, um, on my time of prayer. And why do we do that? Well, Jesus gave the answer in Matthew 4.4. 4. If you have your Bibles, and, and it's going to come up, but I hope you have a Bible with you. Matthew 4.4, 4, it says, And Jesus said, You shall not live by bread alone. It is written, You shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Now, if you know the story, this is when Jesus being tempted by the devil. 40 days he had been fasting. Now, I'm starving after like four hours. Jesus had been fasting for 40 days, bro. The dude was hungry, and the devil knew how to hit him. Hey, if you're truly the son of God, get these rocks and make them into bread. And Jesus said, no, it is written. Now, where was it written? Why did Jesus say it is written? Well, because the book of Deuteronomy already says that verse, you shall not live out of bread, or sorry, you have to live off of every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. So I wrote down this thought this morning about our devotions. We live off of the word of God. We live off of God's word. We live off of God's word. Romans chapter 10 actually tells us, in Romans chapter 10, it tells us that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So what does that mean? That means that we build our faith by spending time in the Word of God. 
Oh, I don't know how to, I don't know how you have so much faith. Well, you spend time in the word of God. How do you build your faith? You spend time in the word of God. It builds, edifica. Spending time in the word of God will build your faith. Now, can, can I tell you something? It's going to sound funny because I just talked about, you know, diet and eating right. I had about four or five Krispy Kreme donuts yesterday, give or take. Thank God it's far from my house. But can I tell you something? You don't gain weight because of my Krispy Kreme donuts. So I'm going to be bold. I'm going to tell you that. You don't gain weight off of what I eat. Can I break that down for you? It's great to read people's books. It's great to listen to other pastors' preachings. It's great to come to church and hear me preach. But you can't live off of that only. I've had, I was having a conversation with one of our small groups leader this week who was telling, she was confiding me, talking with me or whatever, and she was talking about somebody that she, she was talking to or whatnot that the person says, oh no, I read devotionals, but I don't read the Bible. Wrong thing, sweetheart. See, when you're only reading books that other people wrote, you are reading the revelation that God gave someone else, and sometimes it ain't even biblical. You live off of the word of God. Reading a book is not bad. I'm finishing a book on leadership right now, and I have a list of like 10 other books that I've already bought that I'm going to start reading when I finish the next one. I'm not saying it's wrong to read. Please don't misunderstand. I need to grow personally. I have personal growth goals. Personal growth goals. Tongue twister there. But can I tell you what I need to ingest more than anything else is the word of God. And if I don't ingest the word of God, I'm going to be on empty. I, I, I'm going to throw pastors under the bus for a second. I read a statistic that is somewhere about 75 to 80% of pastors only read the Bible to study for a preaching. That's wrong. How about we revolutionize the kingdom of God by being known as people who can quote scripture because we read it and are in it every single day. And I'm not talking about, you know, Google search Bible. Y'all know what Google search Bible is, right? I'm feeling lonely. Bible verses on loneliness. Boom. 30 Bible verses on loneliness. I'm dealing with depression. The verses on depression. 30 Bible verses on depression. Like, it's funny. Do any search, and one of the first things that comes up are 30 Bible verses on that topic. They're like, all these people are prepared. And then we go and we read that one specific verse and have no context. Because you haven't breathed or lived off of every word. And so what am I trying to tell you? As a pastor, my job and responsibility is to impart into you a passion to have devotions and time with God. You need to gather and assemble to come to church together because when we do, there's power, right? There's dynamite, right? But what happens from Sunday to Sunday, or like for a lot of people in this country, from Sunday to three Sundays from now? It's not you guys. We have great repetition of people, but that's what the average is. It's probably worse after the pandemic. Can I tell you another one? The time that you spent with God is never wasted. It's never wasted time. As a matter of fact, I would argue that time spent with God increases your time. And that's why you need to do it early in the morning when you're fresh. Give him your first fruits of the morning. God is all about firsts, the first fruits. 
So give them the first fruit of your day. I guarantee you, your day's going to be smoother. How can I guarantee that? Because the Bible says it, man. The Bible says to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, everything else will be added on. And so we need to pursue him. We need to keep the tank full. We need to be able to constantly spend time with the Lord, knowing that we are not wasting our time by spending time with him. It's not a weekly thing. It's not a bi-monthly thing. It's not anything other than a daily thing. And as a matter of fact, I would encourage you to ask each other, how's your tank? And I'm going to intentionally, that's going to be my phrase. You're going to hear me ask you all the time. I'm going to talk to you and be like, hey, how's your tank? Have you spent time with God? We are intentional. In our family, we are intentional about that. Patty and I had a very serious conversation towards the end of last year, the beginning of this year. Um, we are accountable to each other in our Bible reading. And so I asked her at one point before we started the new year and the new plan, I said, honey, do you still want me to be your accountability partner for Bible reading? She said, of course I do. And I said, are you sure? And she said, why? And I said, well, sometimes I don't ask you because you get mad at me when I ask you, where are you on your Bible reading? And she said, no, I don't. I was like, yes, you do. Like, I'll ask you, like, hey, how are you in your Bible? He's like, I've been very busy. <laughs> he was like, or whatever, right? And her response was awesome. She just looked at me and she said, don't give up on me. I said, I'm never going to give up on you. But I want to know how hard I can push. Because we all want, oh, we want accountability. Until you get the message that says, hey, take that down. You shouldn't be posting it. Who are you to tell me? Don't judge. The Bible says don't judge. Do you want to be discipled or do you want to be discipled? It's going to be a little bit of rubbing there. Oh, got quiet. So, aside from spending time in the Word daily... The Bible tells us we need to pray constantly. I'm going to prove it to you. Again, I, I don't like to say things that the Bible doesn't say. Look at Luke chapter 18. Luke 18, verse number 1. Jesus to the disciples. Look at the instruction there. He spoke a parable to them that men ought to pray and not lose heart. And you notice the word there right before ought? Always ought to pray. Not when things are tan mal, all right? Like, not when there's a problem. And then 1 Thessalonians 5.18 says, 5.17 says, pray without ceasing. Constant prayer. What do I pray about? Everything. Everything. Pray about all, right? Pray about everything. And don't just, Lord, I need this, I need this, I need this, I need this. And no, 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 no. As a matter of fact, I would challenge you. You're believing God for a miracle with your child? Start spending time praying for the child of somebody else that you know is lost. You're believing God for a miracle in your marriage? Start spending time praying for the marriage of somebody that you know that that marriage is broken. Start spending time praying for other people that are hurting. You're going to see God's going to raise you up too. Pray constantly. And worship. David, ultimate worshiper. Right? What did David say 
He said, your praise shall continuously be in my mouth. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 15 tells us that we are to go constantly before the Lord with a sacrifice of praise out of our lips, giving thanks unto him. Sacrifice of praise, continually offer sacrifice of praise that is the fruit of our lips. Can I read to you Psalm 105? 105? Go to Psalm 105 this morning. Psalm 105. I'm going to read verses 1 through 4, Psalm 105. Look at what David writes here. He says, Oh, give thanks to the Lord. Call upon his name. Make known his deeds among the peoples. Sing to him. Sing songs to him. Talk of all his wondrous works. Glory in his holy name. Let the hearts of those rejoice who seek the Lord. Seek the Lord and his strength. Seek his face forevermore. The ESV translation says continually. So I ask, how's your tank? And if you want to keep your tank full, you need to pray constantly, worship continually, and dig into the word daily. Dig into the word daily. Pray constantly, worship consistently, dig into the word daily. I, um, I don't have Spotify. Um, I do, I, I use another platform, whatever, it's irrelevant. Uh, but all these platforms at the end of the year, they send people like they're you know, what you listen to, can I tell you, I grieved in the beginning of January watching so many people post their Spotify top lists and nothing was worship. Oh, that hurt me. At first, I thought, I first thought I was like, oh, they probably don't do Christian music, but then I saw one, a pastor buddy of mine put his playlist and it was all worship stuff. I was like, oh, I guess it does do the Christian songs too. This just tells me that these are people who choose to fill themselves with other stuff and then they wonder why they're sputtering. Can I tell you though, having your tank full doesn't mean you won't have problems. It just means you'll be able to get to the destination even though there was an accident on the turnpike. We had a, we had a loss in the family this week. Tuesday morning, we got a phone call from Cuba. My mother-in-law's sister had passed away. And it was hard. And it hurt the family. But we're okay. Can I tell you why? Our tanks were full. Our tanks were full. And we prioritize this. And it's imperative for you. If you want to be able to walk in the fullness of God for your life, and I think I wrote it down as the fullness of his calling in your life, you need to keep your tank full because you can't. Let's go back to the, wow, thank you, Lord. Let's go back to the word that I just shared this morning that God gave me. You can't advance in territory if your tank's not full. You can't advance in territory if your tank's not full. There is no way that you can take ground when you're exhausted. As a matter of fact, in 1 Kings there's a, or 1 Samuel, there's a story when Saul is driving the people so hard that he doesn't even let them eat, and then he even causes, he's so dumbfounded and so dumb, really, in, 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 in this 
fight that he wants to do that he even then professes a curse that whoever drank or ate anything would die. And his son, who hadn't heard it, is the one that then went and ate and drank something. So guess who the curse fell upon? You know why? Because Saul was leading out of exhaustion. Because the anointing had been stripped of him because he tried to do what only the priest could do. Man, that's deep. Chew on it. Worship team, you can come back to the altar. Church, I want you to, actually, I want you to turn right now to somebody, and if you're online, put it in the comment box and ask, how's your tank? How's your tank? How's your tank? And I encourage you to ask people around you consistently throughout this year, how is your tank? And don't be offended when they ask you, because it is asked out of love. Church, keep your tank full. Let's go ahead and stand to our feet. Father, this morning we worship you and we thank you. We thank you for your goodness and your fullness. Thank you for bringing that to my memory, Lord. I want you just for a minute, before we close out in prayer, I, I want you to think of this scenario for a second. I mean, we probably all have a boss, don't we? Have you ever tried to go talk to your boss and you're like, you got a minute? You got 10 minutes? And they're like, I got five. Walk with me. And then you're like, they don't care. They don't want to really hear what I have to say. There's no deepness in that conversation. There's nothing there. They're just too busy. And we, how do we feel? Disheartened, unappreciated. They don't see what I do. Great. Flip the script. That's what we tell God every single day. God is there longing to talk to us. And we're like, just walk with me, walk with me, walk with me. As I drive, I'll worship today. As I drive, I'll listen to the Bible. No. Undivided attention. And Father, I pray that we may set aside time for you. And that our tar tanks before. We thank you, Lord, for the fullness, for your love and forgiveness. With every head bowed, with every eye closed, I don't want to close this service without giving you an opportunity to make Jesus the Lord of your life. Some of y'all don't have an empty tank. You just don't even have a tank yet because you haven't asked Jesus to come into your life. And today you're going to come into possession of a spiritual tank by accepting Jesus as your Lord and Savior, and then you're going to work on keeping it full. So if today you say, I need a relationship with Jesus and I don't have one, or perhaps you've walked away and today you want to get right with him, man, it's simple. The Bible says, if you confess with your mouth what you believe in your heart, you shall be saved. And I want you to just pray this prayer with me in church. Pray with them and say, God, I'm a sinner and I can't get to you on my own. But I believe Jesus is your son. He came to earth, lived a perfect life, died on the cross, rose from the grave to pay the price for my sin. So today, I ask Jesus to come into my life, to write my name in the book of life. And today, I take possession 
of a full spiritual tank. And I thank you, God, for spending time with you. Will help me keep it full. In Jesus' name. Come on, just worship him there for a minute.